Last week on PagasaCast. Gay marriage will lead to less anal sex and less anal prolapses in the long run. And why I'd originally taken that stance against gay marriage is that that would um, lead to more Medicaid bills to put people's anuses back inside of their bodies. This is Papa's Gaming Sauce, your ultra-modern, unfiltered news source for all things gaming. Here's your host, Papa Sauce. Halt! Who goes there? It is I, Papa Sauce, King of the Beast. Well, hey, how you doing, everybody? This is Papa Sauce. Welcome to my second annual podcast. Just kidding, it's weekly. And uh, if you miss this, if you miss the first one, you can find it on my YouTube channel. I have a playlist on the right side of my page dedicated to my podcast, my wondrous podcast. And you can also uh, subscribe to um, either po- via either podcast on iTunes. I have the link in the description. So let's get right into it. Uh, first of all. Um, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Papa's Gaming Sauce, and I have gaming videos there as well as this podcast, and um, you can also tweet me at Papa underscore sauce, and you can tweet me questions, comments, or you can just uh, tell me I have nice tits. Do whatever you want. That's what Twitter's for, doing whatever you want. Anyway, so this week we got a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully I can... I need to make this about 45 minutes. The last one was a little bit too long. So uh, I have that problem quite often with length. But either way, let's get this started. We got a lot of E3 news to talk about. I got some... uh, My Ubernez segment, which is News Entertainment Sports. That'll come up uh, towards the end of the podcast, but... First of all, we just got to get into this E3 stuff right away, so let's do this. Um, Well, I should say first, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, the only game I see coming out is Lollipop Chainsaw. Now, this game does give me a boner, and it's also very gory, so I get two boners. So I give this game two out of five boners based on the, the front cover. And, um, it looks, it just looks like a slash em up. I mean, I, it looked very colorful when I've seen gameplay of it. Can't, I'm not going to be able to really say much else about that, though, till I've actually played it. Because, I mean, it just, it's one of those games that looks cool, but who knows if it's actually fun to play through the entire thing. So, maybe we'll wait for some reviews or hopefully a demo to come out. And then... Yeah, that's it for this week. Next week we have Brave, which is that um, Pixar, or maybe it's a Disney movie that's coming out. The movie looks good. I don't know why they'd make a game out of it. And of course, we uh, later this, or actually July 1st, we got Spec Ops. Um, actually, that would be July 3rd, the week of July 1st. So July 3rd, we have Spec Ops, the line coming out. That first-person shooter, it's been uh, on the release date calendar forever. And, of course, The Amazing Spider-Pig, 
Just kidding. Spider-Man. Thank you. I'll be here till 40 minutes from now. And that's about it. So releases, nothing too exciting for the near future at least. But that's what perfect segue into E3 because we got a lot going on. I mean, a lot. So, first, I will talk about some Halo 4. Halo 4. I watched a very, very large amount of this gameplay. Mostly multiplayer, because that's uh, pretty much any shooter. That's the main interest to me nowadays, and pretty much always, days, always. I'm not gays. So, Halo 4. It looks... Overall, I think it's going to be it's going to need some tweaks at first because there are some things if you haven't been following there's they're they're pretty much adding in perks and kill streaks. You know, that's what it is. Call of Duty invented it, so that's what it is. Um and they're calling the kill streaks ordinance drops and um, I don't know what they're calling the perks, but they're perks. And so the perks, there's there are things. The one I noticed the most, most that stood out. Every every I think every player I watched, um, I, I saw these videos on MLG's website. You could probably just find them by going to MLG's website, searching Halo Four multiplayer interview or something. And it was uh, a video of all these pro guys playing Halo Four. And almost all of them use this perk called Prometheus Vision, which is it sends out like a sonar pulse almost and gives you kind of infrared uh, heat vision to see through. Uh, you can see through walls. And if anyone's within a certain distance from you, then they show up on this. They show up on your screen is like you can you can see the outline of their body. And pretty much everyone was using that. And so, on one hand, it could be, it could be uh, even, uh, it could be pretty well balanced when the game comes out. You know, if every everyone's using it, then everyone's on the same playing field. But on the other hand, that means that everyone, that means that like you pretty much are going to have to use that perk um, if you want to be able to be competitive and not get your ass kicked. And then, on the other hand, it's also good that uh, it may stop people from just sitting in corners with a sword or something. I don't know. It's This is one of those things where uh, once the game comes out and you're a couple weeks into it, then you can really see who what who's complaining about what the most and then tweak it from there. That's pretty much what that's going to be, I believe. Or I foresee. So that's um, Halo Four is about the only thing from Microsoft that I saw from E3 that was that really captured my attention. And so we'll move on to uh, Nintendo. Halo Four about it from Microsoft, and from Nintendo they got two things really. They got the Wii U, and then the only Wii U game that looked really cool, um, as in it, 
the graphics look cool, the the gameplay mechanics look cool, but also it's integration with the new style of controller that has the screen and everything. Um, that that game, the game is Zombie U. It looks like it's the complete package, um, so to speak, for as far as a, a game that could be at, at a high level for the Wii U and could be fun, really fun to play with a lot of uh, sustainability. Um, and this game, I, I touched on it last podcast, and this game, it's really... It's a really cool survival zombie game. I'll just leave it at that. Um, if you want to see gameplay on it, it's just called Zombie U. YouTube it. Google it. Don't you porn it, though, because I don't think you'll find anything you want there. Um, but that game does look... It looks fun. That's the that's really the only game they demoed that looked really fun for the Wii U. Um, but having said that, I did see a, a release list that uh, the games that are supposed to be releasing with the Wii U, and they are all pretty much nothing I'm too interested in. Some of them maybe a little bit more fun than others. Like for example, they're coming out with Trine Two Director's Cut. I don't really know what that means. I played Trine Two on my PS3. And it was pretty much, uh, it was a puzzle game that was, puzzle slash strategy game that was kind of, kind of fun. I, I, I never really got into it enough to finish it, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about with some of these releases. They're all just like games that have already come out and don't look, don't look, uh, too appealing, I guess you could say. And, um, let's see. The other, oh yeah, so they are coming out with, a, of course, a new Super Mario Brothers U. Um, that's like, you know, Nintendo's um, calling, I guess you could say, or that's what they're known for. You know, they're they're the titles that are associated with their name are like Super Mario's, Super Smash, a lot of Super stuff, um, and su- so Super Mario Brothers U. I didn't even see any um, demo from it. I don't know if they demoed it at E3, but it, that's that's the only other game that um, is coming out for releasing with the Wii U. That's um, like a Nintendo AAA title kind of thing, you could say. What they're known for. So my my prediction is that Zombie U and the new Super Mario Brothers are probably going to be the the best games that are going to release with it. Um, they are coming out with the new Pikmin, though. I did see that. Pikmin was always fun, but I'm pretty much outgrowing that. Like, <laughs> I don't think I can could get away with feeding little uh, characters fruit and getting them to carry the fruit back to the the home base. You know, just getting a little too old for the fruity stuff. And then they still haven't released uh, or announced a release date for Aliens Colonial Marines on Wii U, which is a little bit disappointing. But either way, Wii U should be coming out, I guess, holiday of this year, 2012. And also, I did read that the Wii U is going to have the same processing power as 
the 360 and the PS3 now, but the graphics capability will be about 1.5 times better. So, which really is not hard to do at all nowadays because PS3 and 360 have been out for what, like six, seven years. I bought my laptop with a graphics card, with a high-end graphics card a couple years ago, like two years ago. And now the performance is more than, like, uh, on a comparable laptop nowadays, the performance on those graphics cards is, like, I don't know, five times higher, and it's the same price as mine was a year or two ago. So 1.5 is actually a little disappointing, but it's definitely an improvement over the friggin' Wii. I mean, get the fuck out of here. So... That that will be at least an improvement, and I did see that Wii U will be the games are going to be in 720p. Like fucking, they better be. <laughs> like, who doesn't even have an HD TV now? Come on, get with the program. So that's it for Nintendo. That's all I I gotta say about that. Now to get into some. Uh, some games that I saw that really I am juiced for. So THQ, um, they are the ones who are, I believe, just the publisher of the new South Park game. And so the new South Park game is has been titled now. It's going to be South Park, The Stick of Truth. And that's the South Park RPG that I've been super stoked for. And this is going to be... Um, they have it as set to release in March, uh, 2013. The fact that they didn't put a day on it makes me a little, little shaky. Getting a little Alzheimer's-y over here. Um, so that game does look freaking awesome. Like I said in the last podcast, I believe the Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, they are uh, it's said that they are heavily involved in the creating process of the game, so you know it's going to be super authentic and legit, and I cannot freaking wait. Like, this game cannot come fast enough. Damn, I wish I could come fast enough. Anyway, so, and then uh, THQ, blah, 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 they also said that uh, it's a common thing I've been seeing a lot of companies say now. I think, yeah, Crytek even said this also. Um, THQ and Crytek and a couple other companies I've heard say this, that they're all looking to go free-to-play, like, um, sooner than later. Like, talking mid-2013, the, all the games they're going to be working on will be free-to-play. And... Like uh, THQ said, focus. They're going to be focused on releasing low-cost AAA titles, and then the rest are going to be free-to-play games. And then Crytek, after they said post-Crisis Three, Crytek is just going free-to-play straight up, a town. So this is going to be interesting. It seems like a lot of companies are pushing towards this, and. I don't know what what their plans are exactly uh, as far as like ad revenue goes like I guess they're gonna have some ad revenue built into the games um, maybe that's what the I know Microsoft a while back had implemented 
uh, ways to insert like 15, 20 second video ads into like apps and stuff on the Xbox. And recently Sony patented a similar thing for inserting ads. And I mean, shit, if it's a good free to play game, I'll watch a, I'll watch a Swiffer Sweeper ad. I'll watch something like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where things go. Based on what the what they're saying, it's still a little ways away, and we're still going to be playing paying for games a little while longer. So, um, either way, so Crisis Three, like I said from Crytek, that will be their last game. And Crisis Three, I have seen some screenshots. The game does look very nice. Um, we'll be running on their new their new engine, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. I can't remember. And so, moving on. More E3 stuff. Here we go. Star Wars 1313. This is the new Star Wars game coming from LucasArts. And I've... This might fill the fill the void that uh, Star Wars Battlefront... The hopes for Star Wars Battlefront 3 left when it, it got shit-canned. Um... So Star Wars 1313, they released some gameplay videos at E3, and they talked about it. And so this game is going to take place in the planet of Coruscant, and it's going to be like, I guess, lower levels of Coruscant, maybe level 1313, negative 1313, I don't fucking know. But it's going to be like a prison world that's down under down under uh Coruscant there and uh so this game is going to be a third person shooter and the guy I guess, I think one of the developers or LucasArts producer said that it's not going to have any jedis or force abilities so this is going to be like um getting into more of the the just the underworld feel for Star Wars and like what what's going on besides the super important Jedi stuff, you know. I think that would be cool to get into a little bit, and it, it does look freaking beautiful. And it it was just it isn't pre, just pre production, so you know hopefully they start some uh, reproduction and get things going over there because I want this fucking game. So that game looks tight. And so now, we got, now here's what I did last week, fucking Tuesday, uh, PlayStation Store gets updated on Tuesday, and as par- part of an E3 push for PlayStation Plus, uh, which is their subscription service, uh, premium members, they released f- 12 free games for PlayStation Plus members, and these are fucking like free games. I mean, last Tuesday, Virtual Fighter Fi- or Virtual Fighter Five was actually just like released new, and that's one of the games that's free with Play- PlayStation Plus now. So we got full games like that, uh, Infamous Two, Space Marine or Warhammer Forty Thousand, whatever the fuck that is, that Space Marine game, Just Cause Two, Saints Row Two. 
Little Big Planet 2, don't give a shit about that. Ratchet and Clank All for One. These are like full games that, you know, it's $50 per year for PlayStation Plus, And um, these, you could get easily get your money's worth out of like two of these games. So if you have a PlayStation Plus, or if you have a PlayStation Three, honestly, it's really just like if you have interest in these games and you haven't played them yet, I I would do it in a heartbeat. Like you get your money's worth with. You could argue that fifty dollars is the cost of Infamous Two. I think from some retailers. Um. Or at least Infamous 2 plus Ratchet and Clank or something. That's just 2 of 12. You got your money's bang. So that... Excuse me. That was... I thought that was really awesome that they did that. I wouldn't be expecting that every time though. Like every every month even. I think this is just a push to get people to subscribe. But I, I bought the 3 month package about 3 months ago. And I've been getting like... I've already I've got my money's worth from that for sure. They at least really they at least uh put out like two new full games a month and you always get big ass discounts like between 5 and 10 dollars off. So I I really think that's worth it. If you're looking if you're a budget gamer as I like to say. So um also a game that uh, Sony announced that is coming out soon. Is uh, I think it's just coming to PSN. They said it's Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault. And now this game, I don't think you can get more innuendo in a title. Uh, side note, by the way, innuendo. Has anyone noticed that it sounds a lot like in your endo? I don't know. Does to me. So Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault. Um, for maybe that's going to be the first uh, porn title spinoff, first porn parody of a video game. It'll be called Snatch and Wink Full Frontal Assault. You don't even have to change half the title. So anyways, and this pussy pounder, <laughs> um, this pussy pounder is going to be tight. It looks like they're, they're going back to their roots. All for one, uh, I wasn't really interested in. I did play Tools of Destruction years ago, years ago, and then um, I think they had one called Trapped in Time or something like that, and uh, that was that was also like uh, standard Ratchet and Clank style mechanics. And then All for One, they kind of lost me. I didn't buy that, but now that I got the PlayStation Plus, I do. So that's awesome. I will get to play that now, and but. This does look awesome that they are going back to their uh their roots. And um so it'll be like standard like shitload of weapons, you know, third person, that kind of thing. So that looks awesome. Full frontal assault. Let's get it. Um So, uh while we're taking a little break in the middle here, I'll just say that this podcast is brought to you by me in a loft. Uh, at my parents' house, so I'd like to thank myself for producing this podcast and sponsoring myself, and uh, I mean, if you sponsor yourself, you're technically sponsored, so I'm sponsored, so we'll just keep on cruising along here. 
Okay, so one thing I did notice when I was watching E3, I don't respect, I, I have hatred, as a matter of fact, for people, you know, when you're seeing a movie, uh, maybe a loud drunk guy or just the fucking, the, maybe you have a black person in your theater, just kidding, but stereotypically the black people are always like, oh shit, you know he did, you know, that kind of stereotypical thing, um, I, I don't really, I, I've always hated, like, the heckler, especially, like, a guy who's doing comedy or something, you have that drunk asshole uh, giving him a fucking hard time, pretty much wrecking every joke, um, and I just have no respect for those kind of heckling people, but there is one person or one job that I think deserves to be heckled, and this is the guy who has to stand up in front of an auditorium of a thousand people and stand in the middle of the stage looking straight straight down at a screen demoing the game. This guy deserves to be heckled. <laughs> I mean, they put him they put him up there like he's actually like putting on a show, like he's actually doing something that would be interesting to see. Like, oh, look, this could be you standing here playing. Or, I don't know, just to help you, like, you need to visualize a guy standing there with a controller. I mean, come on. You're really just putting this guy in the most awkward position. We all know standing and uh, watching the screen while holding a controller is hard as fuck. You, like, start swaying back and forth and, like, your aim is all fucked up. And... These guys are like the developers who normally suck at the game to begin with. And you stick them up there in front of the fucking everyone. So my plea to everyone is just when you see these guys, just make them feel like shit as much as possible. Yeah, like, I see your leg shaking, Michael J. Fox. Just shit like that. Just make them feel like super embarrassed or be like, turn left, queer. Something like that. And, uh, because they need to stop putting these guys up on stage in front of everyone. Like, just put them in a fucking, like, little booth. Oops, hit the microphone. See, I get too into these things. Put them in a booth off to the side or, like, behind the the curtains or something, behind the scenes. Maybe have, like, a camera showing their face or something like that. At least let them sit the fuck down. You're making them stand up in front of everyone. And then it's not even like standing up in front of your TV. They have to like look straight down at a screen that's like below the stage. Wow, I mean, just make these guys feel like shit just for all of us. I'm tired of seeing this fucking guy up here playing games in front of everyone for no reason. So anyway, that's my rant about these these dudes who got a demo in front of everyone. I think they deserve to be shit-canned. So, um, I did go to, I I live in Florida, I took a trip down to Orlando this weekend, and just a little thing I noticed <laughs> along the way, I was driving down, so, not only did I have to deal with these fucktards on the interstate, like, such as semis who merge without looking you know, just fucking idiot drivers. I, I just can't even get into that. But I saw an SUV, of course, 
and it had a sticker on the back um a back of the window and you know these calvin and uh hobbs stickers it's not even and hobbs anymore it's just calvin and pissing it's just fucking calvin a white outline of calvin character pissing on something and so you know that's whatever i i don't know when the fuck calvin got so well known for pissing like i don't know maybe there was some like cartoon porn where he calvin was pissing on someone and it, it caught on but um i and also his stream the fucking little kid has a more virile stream than i ever have I've tried piss. I remember trying to piss over fences and stuff when I was a kid. I didn't have that kind of fucking stream. This dude has like a fucking super soaker stream. And so this guy's sticker normally is, I don't know what Calvin normally pisses on. There are probably a variety of things you can get on there. But this guy was pissing. This guy had a sticker of Calvin pissing on the words anti hunters. And I'm like, so you got Calvin pissing on anti-hunters you're you're putting too many layers on what you're what you're trying to make your statement and as a matter of fact you can't uh, you can't just take whatever prefix you want and just slap it on anything like you can't just put on anti anti this anti anti food juggler anti mcdonald's you can't, it, it just doesn't make sense to just throw anti on everything. It just makes you look like a fucking hacky douchebag. And so, I mean, and also, like, you're putting, like I said, you're putting too many layers. Like, I look at that, he's pissing on the anti-hunters. And that's all, that's your cause, is hunting. And the anti-hunters are really putting you down that much. Get the, get fucking real that's your statement that's what that's what you want to be known for to everyone who sees your stupid fucking bumper sticker it's like uh, i'll have on mine uh against pro and con non-non anti-homophobics and that's my statement it's like what the fuck is the point that's like one that's like one out of a hundred people who, like, really, I mean, just come the fuck on, just get a fucking, get a real sticker, like, fuck, fuck Sarah Palin or something, anyway, so that, that just, uh, pissed me off, just had to say something about that, so now let's get into our, uh, that's about it for video games, wrap that up pretty much a while back, and, uh, Give you gave you a couple little stories there, and uh, so now we'll get into the Ubernez segment, which is news, entertainment, and sports. So first, we got some news. Uh, let's see, we got 15 minutes to wrap this bitch up. Let's do it. All right. First news story I saw is was just I didn't read the fucking story. Things too long for me to read, but. It's the title is Muslim Buddhist mob violence threatens new Myanmar image. I I don't know what the fucking image is. I guess they don't show it because they don't want violence from the Buddhist mob. But I'm like the Buddhist mob. What the fuck? 
the Buddhists have a mob? I mean, I know they are fat guys that like to sit around a lot, but I thought that went against their, their moral teachings as Buddhists. Like, you think of Buddhists and you think, like, nirvana and, uh, you know, serenity, looking for serenity, being calm and collected, making peace. But no, there's a fucking Buddhist mob out there. Wow. Uh, that was just shocking. And also, I did see at the end of the story, this is just kind of a thing that fucking pisses me off now. Twitter users are railing against Rohingya terrorists. One under the hashtag, quote, one thing we all hate. I mean, come the fuck on with your journalism here, people. Like, you you can't... You're getting to the point where you can't even just go outside and, like, ask one the fucking first dude you see on the street what he thought. Now, you're just, like, scouring Twitter for something people with no credibility... Or it could be fucking the Buddhist mob posting tweets. Like, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing with your lazy... There's, uh... I just can't fucking believe this is where journalism has ended up. Now it's always... I mean, it's... I, I can see now how, like, celebrities have their verified Twitter accounts, and uh, they may tweet something, and you include that in a news story about them or something. But, like, just fucking scraping the bottom of the Twitter barrel, like... You're not getting anything credible and like why just why even put that in? The fuck? Anyway. So fuck journalists, fuck uh anchor people. I hate them the most. Talk about that some other time. So also uh Jerry Jerry Sandusky. You remember this guy? He, he's just that guy who raped a couple kids, you know? So this guy now the trial is beginning, I believe, and so the the story is just asking, you know, will the jury convict Jerry Sandusky? I hope this motherfucker does life in federal pound the ass prison, as they say. And um, oh yeah, I saw in the story it said um, talking about his crimes. It said the pattern he is accused of is a classic one. In crimes of this sort, such as targeting children, quote, grooming them with friendship and gifts, and then molesting them. <laughs> like, that's the fucking, oh, that's the formula. Damn it, I've been wondering how the hell to get a kid to fuck me. Like, this sick fuck and then these stupid-ass journalists. Like, come the fuck on. And I, was, I wish there was a, such an easy formula for uh, seducing women, like... Groom them with, groom them with shots of tequila and Jägermeister, and then taunt them with uh, insults about how their hair looks, and then molest them. <laughs> like, do you really need to do the the first? I think you can start with targeting and then molesting. Like, you can skip the grooming with friendship and gifts and just molest them. You're really just killing time there. You could really be on a much uh, higher molesting per day ratio or at a higher rate than what you are. So this Jerry Sandusky guy, you know, he should be convicted for not optimizing at the very least. So 
that's all I have to say about him. Fuck that guy. Alright, and then uh, we'll move on to entertainment, because news stories just make me sick. The journalism's fucking retarded. So, for um, entertainment, we got, obviously, this past weekend, Prometheus came out. I saw that shit. It was fucking banging. It was awesome. Um, Very well, one of the, I think my favorite thing about it is the cinematography, uh, the way it was filmed. Even when things weren't really happening in a scene, the cinematography was just, it made it seem like there was more going on, and it was very cleanly shot. I hate these fucking um, movies nowadays with the shaky camera. It looks like Michael J. Fox is filming the damn thing. Like, um, it started with, like, uh, Born, I think it was the Born Supremacy, which was the second Jason Bourne movie and like the whole time I thought I was going to have a fucking seizure and then since then there's just been movies all over the place that have the shaky camera like and it's like they're trying to add character to the movie like you're actually there and your head's always moving around like who the fuck is like twitching all over the place like they're getting like they have uh, jumper cables hooked up to their nerve endings in their neck like the fuck is that kind of shooting style for? Fucking, I hate it. Anyway, Prometheus shot well. Story good. Um, there were a couple, there were a couple things, a couple things I didn't like, but I don't really want to mention them because it could give away some of the story. Maybe uh, I'll be that guy who talks about this movie a year from now and uh, acts like I just saw it. And then that then it'll be okay because it won't spoil it for anyone. So maybe once uh, I give people a little bit longer chance to see it, I can talk about it more. But um, Men in Black Three, I still want to see that. Madagascar Three, that does come, that came out too. That that's the highest grossing at the box office. Actually, fucking beat Prometheus out. Damn, by ten mils. Um. That's about that's I think in, in, as far as entertainment goes, movies is all I care about. Maybe if there's something super shocking goes on elsewhere in the entertainment industry, I'll be reporting that. But uh, fuck it, let's go. All right, and now um, we'll end wrap this up with some sports. So I think this morning, Rafael Nadal won the French motherfucking Open. He opened that pussy up and grand slammed that hole. So, good job, Raphael. Congrats. I know he listens to this podcast. He's a huge fan. So, love you, bro. Keep on fighting. That's what I always tell him. Um, and then basketball. Fucking finals are starting up. And, of course, it's 9 p.m. Eastern time. First game tonight. Or tomorrow night, actually, Tuesday, 6-12. But fucking 9 p.m. on the Eastern Coast. Like, I think everyone who has a job has to go to sleep around, like, 10 at the latest. Like, 10 or 11. Everyone's not like a, a high school kid who can just stay up till 12 or 1 and then get up at, like, 7, 6 or 7 with no problem. I mean, people with jobs can't on the East Coast can't fucking watch this 9 p.m. game. I think that's uh, I don't know why, how the fuck they 
still see that as the most profitable time slot. I mean, and it would be more important for, it's more important to see the end of the game. So, like, if you have it starting late on the eastern coast, if you have a job, you definitely can't watch till the fourth quarter. And so what? what's more important, the people on the west coast um, missing, missing, like, half of the first quarter or most of the first quarter, but getting to see the rest of the game, what's more important, that or... I mean, seeing seeing the first part is less important than seeing the end part. So I don't know why the fuck they still do this, but stupid. And then uh, let's see, we got game six coming up for ice hockey: Kings versus Devils. Now, Kings had a three-zero lead in this uh, this series and couldn't they couldn't get out the brooms. They couldn't find Mr. Clean, and now they are in some doo-doo. Tied up 3-2 now. And going into game six, I believe they are at home at the Kings. And, um, man, if they don't close it up tonight, game seven, and game sevens go either fucking way. So that is crazy that they finally decided to start Losing a game, the Kings finally lost games in the playoffs, and it was two in a row where they could have fucking won the Stanley Cup. Too much pressure, L.A. They they couldn't handle it. They haven't been in the this high in the playoffs in so long. They just, I guess, they finally just started to cave under the pressure. Um, last thing here, uh, Pacquiao in boxing, Pacquiao lost in a very controversial decision the corrupt fucking boxing world it's ridiculous i think every professional analyst and ex probably some ex judges um espn like people have been in the fucking boxing game forever they all had pacquiao winning the fight and not just winning winning by a landslide each round like some of them, the lo- the lowest scores they had were like nine to th- nine rounds to three in Pacquiao's favor, and then most of them, a lot of them, had a, like eleven to one rounds in Pacquiao's favor, and then the judges, of course, get up there, probably have sl- sticks up their ass, working them like puppets. Uh, they gave the fight to Bradley, the guy Pacquiao fought, and fucking box. It's just ridiculous. Like, not only do their $40 pay-per-view, uh, or is it more than $40? It's like 60 sometimes fucking $80. I don't even know, because it's so ridiculous. I don't even consider buying that shit. So they're really just fucking themselves over. Like, get some non-corrupt refs, non-corrupt judges. Start, just lower the cost and increase availability, and you'll fucking make your profit. It's not like you have a $40 per cost just to stream the event to one TV on pay-per-view. Like, get some sponsors, lower the cost. Like, you still will make a... You'll make a shitload of money, make up for it in volume, then you do... You'll make up for the 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 difference in in price when decreasing the cost. You'll make up for it in a fucking shitload of volume. Advertise your shit more. Make it low cost so every I can go 
order it on my TV for like a couple bucks and not feel like I can't eat for the rest of the week. Like the way boxing is gone is just like it's lost fucking all of its steam. When when Mayweather and Pacquiao are, are retired, like it's just gonna be over for that sport. I'm sorry. All right, well, that's I guess that's uh, gonna wrap it up for the second episode of Pagasacast. And so thank you for watching. If you if you uh, listen this long, if you're on my YouTube uh, page watching this, go ahead and uh, if you please could favorite the video, like it, um, subscribe to me. And you'll get notified, um, or you'll see in your subscription box when I post new videos. So I do appreciate you uh, listening. And if you're on iTunes, go ahead and please rate the podcast. That'll probably help me get some get some new viewers every now and then. So I do appreciate you uh, listening. And you can also tweet me any comments, anything at Papa underscore Sauce on Twitter. So, anyway, that's it. That'll wrap up the second episode. So, stay saucy, my friends. Sauce out.